Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Today, we're going to talk about something that is universal. It's the highest vibration that you can feel. And it's pretty simple, but then it's not. It's love. It's funny. I I knew we were going to talk about this today with this gentleman who is an amazing life coach and content architect. And he just helps people along their life path and move their move their life to the goals that they want to achieve. And I knew we were going to talk about love. And a song from the 90s resonated in my brain. What is love? It was a pop song, dance song. What is love? That's what we're going to answer today. It comes in many different forms and shapes. How do you attain it? How do you keep it? Maybe you're searching for love. Ja Harvman is on the program with us. Hi, Ja. How are you? I'm doing fine. Yeah, it's good to have you back. And this whole thing, love, it's it really is the highest, it's my understanding, the highest vibration that you can feel. And that's why people always say we should love and light. And that's why we're always looking to feel love. Um, what's your opening thoughts about love in general? Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that song, What is Love? Because it's a very nice song. It goes like, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Yep. Don't hurt me. No, no more. more. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. And it's a great thing because it gives you contrast, right? We know that love, what we traditionally think of love, is not pain, right? It's a feeling, maybe you can call it the absence of pain. But love is kind of more abstract. It's more universal. It's, lot, it's hard to define, right? It's undefinable and kind of unknowable. Growing up, I always thought love was like this specific thing. Everyone was happy. Everyone got along together. Everyone just, you know, wanted the best for each other. And that's that's our traditional view of love, you know, like that peace, tranquility, that oneness. But it's also just specific. It's like harmony, right? It's, that's what you call it, harmonia. The Greeks called it harmonia. Um, but there are other types of love, you know, uh, the types of love that we've neglected in terms of just chasing that harmony the most important is the love of self. And people, sadly, I've had a lot of clients ask me, how do I love myself? Which is hard to hear because you can't really share love unless you know how to make it, like, produce it, right? Love is something that, it's something you have to feel. You can't, it's undefinable by nature. We know it feels like a lot of things. It feels like the warmth of a hug, feels like the laughter of someone, like your child. It feels just like, you know, a sense of being, of accomplishing something, right? And to love yourself, you, you kind of have to develop those feelings for yourself, right? Our society often ties our self-worth to things that we can do. Getting married, having kids, having good jobs, successful career, having that bodybuilder physique, all these other things that don't really provide any lasting, long-term source of love. They're more just like achievements. And they gain us attention and praise from other people. We can feel their love and become addicted to it. You know, that's why a lot of bodybuilders have body dysmorphia. Or a lot of people in power, celebrities, they just love that feeling of being right, being everyone giving that positive attention to them, that. It's a very addicting feeling. 
but it's not always healthy. And the healthiest type of love is the love where you can just sit in your house, be grateful for what you have, because it does, you don't have to have anything, like clean water, heat, access to food. Most of the world does not have access to those things. Our country, through various means, has pretty much gotten to the point where we have the most comfortable lifestyles you can ever imagine. You can have food delivered to you without even ever leaving your house. You can have um, anything delivered, you know, by Amazon, right? All of it. It's all comfort, but none of it is actual love. And I think a lot of people, they have to learn how to love themselves and learn to love the process of what they do, right? A lot of people, they don't have hobbies anymore. They don't know what they want out of life. They don't know how to talk to the opposite gender because they've been separate for so long. And they don't know how to find that love within themselves. But when they find that love within themselves, then things start to click. Do you think that many of us are just going through life kind of lost? Like we really haven't figured it out. We haven't, we haven't even really figured out what love is. Um, yes. I would say it's a feeling of just not only just being lost, but also being stuck that feeling that you should be doing something else, but you're mm. stuck in this hole and you don't know how to get out. No one's helping you out because all the people who pretty much had to help you, your teachers, your parents, they helped you when you were young because, you know, they had to put effort into raising you. Now that you're an adult and you're all alone, you're just like, well, okay, I'm here. What do I do? Right. And, um, a lot of people are going through that feeling of loss and stuckness and, Mostly because they just don't have any self-motivation, no self-passion. That's another type of love, passion. The love of not only what you can do, but the love of something external to you that you can manipulate, right? Some people have a passion for knitting or for dancing or for Mm. singing, right? And not just, like, the ability to sing, but, but for the like the concept, the genre, the what you might call it, the topic, the central idea of music itself, right? Those people, they see the artists before them, they're just like, wow, look at all the music, these entrepreneurs, these pioneers, right? And they develop a passion. They want to become one of those entrepreneurs or one of those singers. They want to create something. That, that want, that passion is that love for creation, essentially, right? Creation itself, not Mm. just creation as the process, right? And there's also other types of love, like love that we don't really have anymore, brotherhood or sisterhood. There's not really, you know, our society has told us it's every man for himself, you know, brothers and sisters, what are those, right? You don't need those, you just need to live by yourself. But brotherhood and sisterhood, those were important for surviving back in the day because, you know, you had plagues, you had war, if you didn't have somebody watching your back, you, you know, you were not going to have a good time. That's where that brotherhood, that sisterhood came from. But, you know, the brotherhood kind of disappeared. It was tied to homosexuality. Oh, you know, you, you know, like your, bro, your brotherhood, oh, why are they so close? Why are they so intimate? They must be gay or something like that, right? But, you know, now, now that gay acceptance is um, something that's more you know, like, tolerable in society's eyes now. Now we can focus on creating those platonic, intimate bonds. And also there's no sisterhood as well, I've noticed. 
a lot of women, they simply, they don't feel connected like there's a village, you know. Um, I read a lot of um, posts on our regretful parents about these women who feel like they were trapped in motherhood, like society told them to be a mother, to have kids, but as soon as they became motherhood, their parents said they're going to live their life, they're not helping raising those kids, uh, they don't have access to, you know, Planned Parenthood, no access to, you know, um, no child care. Child care is through the roof now. You know, a lot of people, they were, you know, society told them, you know, motherhood is going to make you happy, it's going to fill your sense of joy, and then they got to motherhood and they were just abandoned. Now they have these children that they regret, and it's so easy to judge them and say, how could you ever regret having children? You know how they feel. How does the mother feel? She was told that the, her path to happiness was to have a child, and now she has to raise this human being by herself, by herself, for the next 21 years, a near third or a fourth of her lifetime. That is not something you can just brush off. Mm. I want to go back to something you said, Ja, about when we find a passion, like a hobby or whatever it might be, and you feel that, 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 that love of doing it, whatever, whatever it is. Is that the same kind of love that you're feeling, let's say, for somebody else? Uh, just a maybe a smaller version of it. Is is where I'm getting at with this? Is love all the same thing in just different doses, or are there many, many, many different types of love? Well, that's actually an interesting question because it's something that's not exactly defined. Like its undefinable nature is what makes it so interesting, right? Because Certain types of love can lead to other types of love, like when you have passion for, like, let's say, go back to my music example, and you find other artists, and, you know, you connect with them, you talk about them, then that romantic attraction to someone who shares your interest, mm. that can turn into romantic love, right? Or maybe it's ourselves that romantic love, you know, you just meet someone in the bookstore, and you're just like, oh, well... You know, I'm just here by accident, then you talk about it, and then you find out you both have, and you both like skydiving, for just a random example, right? And then you decide to do it together, you learn more about it from each other, and you develop a larger passion for skydiving. And that's the great thing about love. There's so many different, I wouldn't say type, but species. And those types of species love, they all, like, descend from the central universal love, but they are their own identities as well, right? And you can go from one type of love to the next. You just have to know how to transmute them, transmute that vibration, right? And that's why it's so important to have these different varieties of love in your life too, because if you only have that one species of love, you like like when I was growing up Harmonia, if I didn't I didn't know of other types of love like brotherhood and philia and all that other stuff. All I, my only concept of love is everyone got along, everyone got together, everyone's happy, that's it, right? But that takes a lot of work, right? People have differences, opinions, they have their own ideas of what love is, right? And because of that, it made me try to, you know, in, in a kind of way, try to convince other people that their type of love was wrong, like there was... People I try to convince, you know, like in very um, passionate relationships, right, that, you know, that arguing wasn't healthy, right? But to some people, to a subset of people, arguing is just how they 
they're passionate, right? That's how they get it out. It can devolve into something unhealthy, but the solution isn't to just tell them to stop arguing. It's telling them to find, helping them discover healthy ways to express their arguments that don't lead to like violence or emotional violence, physical violence, or financial violence. None of that, but just to hear the other person out, to channel all that energy into a stronger type of love, right? Um, so many of our programs, they, it's even domestic violence now, it focuses on just like cutting, you know, like cutting it off completely, like just telling people, you know, you know, um, that if he yells, if he argues or whatever, then, you know, just cut him off, do that. You know, relationships sometimes take work. But you have to be careful. You have to monitor it, right? It takes a lot of energy. You have to give her, make sure she's safe. You have to make sure she has a support system of people in case he does escalate. But it's cutting people off without teaching them how to learn, like how to love, how to express themselves in a passionate way that might just cause them to reject themselves to make them to, and then to accept that rejection. And then suddenly they just carry those toxic behaviors by themselves and find a new partner and now they are, you know, now they're in trouble. And it's so easy to say, well, it's not my business, but if you want a society that's cohesive, you have to teach people. You have to let them learn. Well, it's often been said that love is a strong feeling of attraction and emotional attachment. And when I think about it, how many things can fit that category? Obviously, another person, but if you think of it in terms of food, okay, there's a strong attraction to certain types of food and there's an emotional attachment. They say we have a relationship with food. I wonder if we can plug in pretty much anything into that strong attraction, emotional attachment, and it would fit because it comes under the category of love. What are your thoughts about that? Yes. I mean, I agree essentially because love is just that attraction to something else. It's that union with something else. You can love food. You know, some of the best, Cooks, culinary experts in the world, they love food. They love cooking food, right? You know, they also love eating food, but, you know, they they control themselves. You know, a lot of people also, they just love learning. They love, like, the like uh, the traditional nerds. They love, like, abstract concepts like biology, science. Some people love sports. They love physicality. Some people, they just love the universe, the spiritual people, right? You can love you can learn to love pretty much anything, to be honest. And um, that attraction is, you have to balance it as well because it is dangerous because you can become, like you said, you can become attached to it, right? And when you become too attached to it, that's what leads to addiction. There are people who are addicted to learning, yes. And we might think that's healthy, but, you know, it's not always. There are people who are addicted to, like, sports and physicality or whatever, and when they have too much power and power and all that energy, you know, so that it could turn into bullying or aggression or to unsportsmanship, you know, that hyper-competition that we all see, people who just want to win at all costs. And yes, there are even some people who are too spiritually addicted, too spiritually addicted to the idea of universal love that they reject anyone who isn't just like pristine and perfect and you know, you always have to do be on your best behavior at all times. If you make a single mistake, you know, you that must be some evil influence. That's not true. Everything needs to be in balance. It's sort of regular balance where you control your ability to 
attached to that thing or attract that thing, right? Because if too much of anything is a good is a bad thing, like too much of anything is a bad thing. It doesn't matter what it is. Exercise too much of exercise can lead to body dysmorphia. It can lead to overtraining. It could just lead to a lot of um, mechanical issues. Like you may be healthy, like you won't be getting sick, or you won't, you know, like be getting obese. But if you exercise too much, and then by the time you're old, all your joints have just worn themselves out. You just, you just, you don't feel anything. That's problematic, right? It always has to be in balance. You always have to, at every point, try to control it. When it comes to love, is it something that anybody can feel, or are there some of us that have challenges accepting love or feeling love? Um, yes, I think anyone can feel love if they choose to, but some of us, some of us or like a minority of us, you know, like sociopaths or psychopaths, they've learned to stop accepting love, or they've learned to just not accept love at all, right? Um, they've learned that um, maybe it was a little bit too painful for their hearts to accept love. You know, like, when you love, you just truly love everything, and someone tries to hurt you, That can, it can intensify that pain, right? Opening your heart to other people, that can, that can intensify your pain. That's not for everyone. You have to be pretty emotionally strong. You have to have that emotional strength and that capability to withstand those emotional attacks, right? Your heart is the that heart. Your heart is the, the the most vulnerable, the strongest, and the most vulnerable part of you. So a lot of people, they also have never really learned love because they were bro- they were born in those homes where love just wasn't there, right? Mm. Like I said, regretful parents, abusive parents, or parents who just you know not maybe they're not. They didn't intend to be regretful or abusive, but they just had a kid because they just wanted to see what it was like, right? And you can't really stop people from doing that. You're like, if they want to have a kid, they'll just have a kid, right? Um, freedom and choice are matters. And um, when they don't learn that love in the household, they might try to seek it out somewhere else. But if they can't seek it out somewhere else, then, then what? they can't just develop love. Love can't just pop into their bodies, right? You need an example. For you to learn, you need an example of something. You see the color red, oh, that's red. Uh, you see the color black, oh, that's black, right? You see a square, oh, that's a square. You don't know the name for it, but you recognize it, right? If you don't recognize love, well, then you're just not going to feel love. You're not going to know what it is. There needs to be that comparison and that contrast. And a lot of people, I think they, they everyone has the capability to feel love, but some of us choose not to. Well, it is true that if you didn't experience proper love or just real love when you were younger, you're probably going to go through the rest of your life trying to find it. And what does that invariably do? Put you into relationships that don't support you, um, put you in situations that aren't right because you're you're still searching. So I totally, I totally see you know your your points there where you know somebody. Um, Somebody didn't feel love when they were younger or, or didn't accept it a certain way, and then they're always searching. A uh, couple of minutes left here. Any, any other thoughts that you have on love? Um, I just, for any viewers or listeners out there, I just want you to ask one question and answer it. Who do you love the most in the world? And that's why what society tells you. It can be anybody. It can be yourself. It can be your pet, your child, your family. 
it be a rock that you see in the park. Don't be afraid to love it. Just ask yourself, what or who do you love? And try to go experience it, attract it, enjoy it. Mm. Uh, the one thing I, I really absorbed from, from talking with you today is that there's all different types of love. It's not just about people. Even what you said before about uh, you know, a hobby, many of us don't do that anymore, I'm, myself included. When I think about my younger self, that's what I did, and that was, it was joyful. And that brings me to another point or a question. When we say joy, is that love or which is a higher vibration or stronger emotion is it joy is it love um i would say it's probably love like joy is just that that natural feeling but love is something that transcends natural it's universal it's kind of divine or spiritual if you want to say it's kind of just like something once you you forget about it sometimes but you oh wait go back to it now you say we all have to love ourselves and many of us it takes us many years to figure that out. How do you know that you truly have nailed it? Where you're at that point where you do love yourself. You'll never know it consciously, but you'll feel it. Okay. Trust me. It's just something you have to feel. And what are you feeling? Like, I want you to describe it. That's, that's where I'm going. Well, I'm feeling warm. I feel like that. I feel grateful that I got to experience life to enjoy life. It's ups and downs. Uh, I feel amazing that I got this experience so many types of love, so many types of people, so many types of um, ideas that I never thought were possible, right? Like the light, the dark, the hot, the cold, all of it. I just, I'm just enjoying all of it. I just feel and I just be. And it's something I love. And prior to feeling that, what do you think you felt? What do you think that was really missing? Honestly, it was just silent. I felt empty. I felt depressed when I was in a toxic household. I felt like mm. I wasn't heard or I felt like my life shouldn't have been where it was at the point where I was told, right, that I was gifted, that my, I, would, I could just coast through life. You, know? mm. you can coast through life, but you shouldn't. You should enjoy every last aspect of it. It doesn't matter if you've eaten an apple a million times. Just focus on how it tastes in the moment. Just feel. Love it. Interesting. All right. You've, you've said the word feel. And wow. I, John, I'm going to tell you. Um, just a simple example. And it just kind of uh, rolled off the top of your head. But when you get to that point where you feel everything, where you, you know, everything is, is new or exciting, even though it's the same, you had an apple yesterday, maybe the day before, but you're still feeling the enjoyment of eating it. Maybe you love apples, um, as opposed to just going through life and not really having those deeper feelings for, for anything or anyone. Uh, it seems very clear. <laughs> it's a, I, got a, I got a very uh, vivid picture of love uh, from you there. And especially if you love yourself, you're going to enjoy those moments that you do things you know, on your own because they're, they, they become special. Just like if you're loving somebody else, you want to make their life special. Uh, interesting talk today. I got to tell you, before we even started, I was thinking, hmm, where is this going to go? We're going to talk about love today. Ja, if somebody wants to connect with you on a life coach level, I know that you are also an architect of many different types of content uh, digitally. You help people with that all the time. How do we find you? 
Um, they can reach me at jharvman.com. That's J-H-A-R-V-M-A-N.com. Um, they can also reach me by email, jharvman at gmail.com. That's J-H-A-R-V-M-A-N at gmail.com. Excellent talking with you today. Love all your insight. And I really, no pun intended, I really do love it. It gives us a lot to think about, and uh, I appreciate that. Thanks again. No problem. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hi, this is Terry Crews. Actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text diploma to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. That's diploma to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. 